We're going to be in John chapter 16 and verse 12. I can remember a time in my life where circumstances were such that it was so difficult. I just felt overwhelmed. I don't know if you've ever been there, but the Bible says that in those times where we're overwhelmed that Christ is sufficient. Uh, Paul, the apostle, said uh, at one point in his ministry in Athens, he said, we despaired even of life. But this is so that we could know that there is a God who raises up the dead. Uh, Some of you may feel at the end of yourselves, emotionally, spiritually, maybe physically. I want you to know today Jesus can lift you up. He is that kind of God. Uh, We need Jesus in those times of struggle in our lives. In this scripture, Jesus is preparing the disciples for his departure. He's going to depart in two ways. One way is his temporary departure when he dies and then he is raised on the third day. He speaks of a little while and a little while. The little while before his death, they were actually crossing over to the Garden of Gethsemane. Some believe while he was speaking these words, in just a little while, Jesus was going to go to the cross and he was going to be taken from them. He was going to die and then three days later, he would miraculously rise from the dead. And in that little while between the crucifixion and the resurrection, Jesus would be restored to them. And he says, nobody's going to take your joy when that takes place. But then he says, I came from the Father so that I could come to this world and minister to you, but I'm going back to the Father. And indeed, that's what he did. He spent about 40 days or so Uh, with the disciples and other believers in Jesus during that time after the resurrection. And then he ascended to heaven on the Mount of Olives uh, as many watched. Uh, Over 500 people saw him during that time. But Jesus has gone to be with the Father. And the Bible says he will come quickly in the twinkling of an eye. Jesus could come as we're speaking today. That quickly, everything could change. And so uh, he's, he's providing some encouragement because he knows it's going to be hard. Uh, you see the disciples, after Jesus dies, they're locked up in a room by themselves for fear of the Jews. They're, they're worried that their Jewish countrymen will put them to death just as they put Jesus to death. So they're hiding out. Uh, after Jesus ascends to the Father, they've seen him again. Jesus knows that during their ministry in the book of Acts, that they're going to have a lot of challenges, and there's going to be persecution, and some of them are going to be put to death for naming the name of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is providing some encouragement for them. He's saying, look, I know these things are coming for you, but I want you to be prepared in how to navigate these difficult times in your life. Uh, When those difficult times come to our lives, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus and put our trust in him and rely on him to supply the strength that we need to live through the power of his Holy Spirit. The time of message is strength for the troubled heart. Strength for the troubled heart. 
John 16, 12. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. That is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. A little while and you will no longer see me. Again, a little while and you will see me. Therefore, some of his disciples said to one another, What is this he tells us? A little while and you will not see me. Again, in a little while and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. They said, What is this he is saying? A little while. We don't know what he's talking about. Jesus knew they wanted to question him, so that they said, he said to them, Are you asking one another about what I said? A little while and you will not see me again. A little while and you will see me. I assure you, you will weep and wail, but the world will re rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because the joy that a person has been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice, and no one will rob you of your joy. In that day you will not ask me anything. I assure you, anything you ask in the Father, you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I'm not telling you that I will make requests to the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world again. I am leaving the world and going to the Father. Ah, his disciples said, now you're speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and don't need anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus responded to them, do you now believe? Look, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home. And you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone. Because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. Strength for the troubled heart. How do you have strength when your heart is troubled? Well, first of all, remain in your relationship. If you're a child of God... You have a relationship with God. If you're not a child of God, you need a, a relationship with God. And you can have one. We'll give you an opportunity here in a few minutes to respond uh, to an invitation. And you can surrender your heart to Christ and put your trust in him and receive his forgiveness. But for those of us who are Christians, the scripture says that we have eternal life. We are in relationship with God, but we have to choose to remain in relationship. And um, I'm married to my wife, okay? Um, we're still married. Uh, but I've got to choose to remain in that relationship, to spend time with her. I've got to choose uh, to set aside a date with her. 
in the week so that I can have some time with her, just her and I, to talk and, and build that relationship. The same thing is true spiritually. You must remain in your relationship with God and take those active steps to draw close to me, to, to him. He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. It's a promise of God. So take those steps to draw near. How, how do you draw near to God? Well, you do it through a personal quiet time, through your regular daily time with God. You do it by coming to church, drawing near to God. Um, one of the things I love in the Old Testament about Caleb, the Bible says Caleb, son of Jephunneh, followed God wholeheartedly. He was full of a love and a passion to follow God. It was the chief passion of his life. When that's your passion and you're drawing near to God and you're seeking to meet with him and you're hungering and thirsting for righteousness, the Bible says you will be filled. But another thing that you'll find as you draw near to God, he will lift you up. The Bible says, uh, I was cast down, but the Lord lifted me up. God can lift you up when no one else can lift you up. God lifted me up, first of all, through salvation. There was a great lifting up that came about in my life. Um, I've never been the same. I, he changed me from the inside out. I've not been perfect. I've failed plenty of times. But God changed me, and, and I've never been the same. But he continues to lift me up. If you stay a Christian a long, a long enough time walking with God, you're going to find that you have ups and downs. There are times where you feel like you're on the mountaintop. Times when you're full of joy. Times when you feel like you could charge hell with a water pistol. Okay, But then there'll be those times where you go down in the valley. Somebody once called it a dark night of the soul. But in those times, Christ is faithful. And he is able to lift you up. Um, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. The things of tomorrow will take care of themselves. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Uh, sometimes you just have to take one day at a time and trust the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something. He will be enough. Uh, there have been times that I thought, I'm not going to make it through this problem. But he was enough. There have been times where I've been discouraged. But he was enough. There have been times I've been anxious I've taken those things to Christ. He was enough. There's no situation that you can face in your life that Jesus is not adequate to meet your need. He is enough. So you need to remain in that relationship. Um, when I was a mechanic in the military, they sent me out to look at this piece of equipment and to do a check on it. I said, it won't start. I went back in. I said, it won't start. And uh, they said, did you check the battery? You know, uh, went back out, checked the battery. Sure enough, it was disconnected from where they'd worked on it. Hooked it back up, started right up. You know, many people are disconnected from God. And they wonder why they have no power. And they wonder why they can't do the things that God's called them to do. And it's because they've withdrawn from their relationship. And they need to, God's strength once again in their lives. Remain in your relationship. Sometimes it's an act of the will. Did you know there will be some times you won't feel like being in God's Word, reading God's Word. There's some times you won't feel like praying. There's some times, I hope it's not often, where you don't feel like coming to church. 
But I want you to know, in those times, you make a decision of the will to eat. You know, uh, spiritually, the food that God has given you. Um, from time to time, I will be visiting with somebody who is in a nursing home and, and maybe who's, who's dying. And one of the things that's very common is people lose their appetite. Matter of fact, I don't know if you knew this, there's, there are actual medications you can take to increase your appetite. I have never had that problem. Uh, I wish I could take a medication to decrease my appetite, especially when I'm thinking about Oreo cookies or ice cream. But uh, those those people who who don't have a desire to eat, they have to eat. They've got to make a choice to eat. Why? Because if they don't eat, they'll die. Some people need to realize the Christian life is the same way. If you don't spiritually eat by drawing near to God in relationship, you will wither spiritually and you'll find yourself in defeat and discouragement. So the first thing you need to do when you have a troubled heart is to remain in your relationship. Secondly, receive, I'm sorry, remember your hope. Remember your hope. Look at verse 16. A little while and you will no longer see me. Again, a little while and you will see me. Now, here Jesus is speaking about the crucifixion and the resurrection. Just three days, a little while, they'd see him again. But can I tell you, it's just a little while till we see Jesus. The Bible says this life is a vapor. You live 70, 80 years, it's a vapor. It doesn't seem like that when you're a kid. You ever one of, the, one of those days it just seems like it goes on forever. But then when you get older, they start going faster and faster. And then you're like, is this year already over? <laughs> and, and you realize this life is not as long as we thought. It's a vapor. Uh, the Bible says the day, a day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. God, for, God's timeless. He's eternal. But we live life for a vapor. That means we're going to see Jesus soon. We were singing that song a moment ago, and I was thinking, and then one day I'll cross the river. And I was thinking of the time where I will get to lay my eyes on my Savior and see him in all his power and glory and worship him. It's my hope. And I hope Jesus comes back. I hope he raptures us up. That'd be a great conclusion to today's service, wouldn't it? To be raptured up to meet Jesus in the air. But if that doesn't happen, if Jesus tarries and, and I go the way, as one person says, one out of one people die, I'll eventually die. But the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I'll see Jesus just a little while. Can I tell you something? Whatever trouble you're going through, take heart. In a little while, you'll see Jesus. In a little while, the troubles will be over. Uh, I want to read to you a scripture. You don't have to turn there. If you want, you can. It's in Revelation 21. Just keep your thumb there if you turn. Revelation 21, verse 1. It's describing this new 
creation Jesus is going to bring. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea no longer existed. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, the dwelling of God is with men. And he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will no longer exist. Grief, crying, and pain will exist no longer because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. He said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. What a hope we have. Can you imagine a day with no bad news? Can you imagine a world with no sin? Can you imagine a place where people always do the right thing for each other? Can you imagine a place where people are connected to God in a way that we've never seen? Where they walk in the fullness of the Spirit and and the fruit of the Spirit in perfection. That's our hope. That's what we're going to experience one day. A new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem, a new body, a new relationship. That's our hope. Just a little while, and we'll be there. Won't it be great? Uh, I, I'm ready. I know some people think, well, you're, you're kind of morbid. You want to go be with Jesus. I, listen, if Jesus came today, I don't. somebody said, I don't want to go through the process of death, but death itself doesn't, doesn't scare me because I'm going to be in his presence. Adrian Rogers said, uh, Don't mourn for me. He said, I'll be kicking up gold dust in glory. Listen, what a hope we have. Whatever you're going through, it is for a time. But eternity is forever. In just a little while, Jesus will come. So when you have a troubled heart, what do you do? How do you have strength? First of all, remain in your relationship. Secondly, remember your hope. Thirdly, receive your resources. Look at uh, look at verse twenty three. And that day you will not ask me anything. There'll be a day when our faith becomes sight. And uh, but look at what he says. I assure you, anything you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. What is it to ask in someone's name? It means to ask in accordance with God's will. If you have an ambassador that goes in the king's name, what is he doing? He's going as a representative of the king. He goes and he meets with that foreign ambassador or that foreign leader and he shares, if he's a United States ambassador, he shares what's on the heart of the president. Uh, and he negotiates and, and works on, on behalf of the president. So the same thing is true. As you pray in the name of Jesus, what you're doing is you're First of all, seeking to understand what his will is. You can find that in his word for sure. Uh, Also through his Holy Spirit as he leads you. But you're seeking to pray the will of God back to him. And as you do that, as you pray in Jesus' name, you have a promise. He says, anything you ask the Father in my name, he 
will give you. How's that for a, a promise? Anything. Until now, you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. Now, he's saying ask so your joy may be complete. Let, let the motive of your asking be that you can walk in the fullness of God's joy and God's presence. When your heart is troubled and you need joy, guess what? You can go to the fountain and receive the joy that you need. God will give this joy as you ask with a surrendered heart to him. Um, receive your resources. What is it you need to live the Christian life? Are you struggling with temptation? Are you struggling with discouragement? Are you struggling with weariness, maybe physical weariness? Uh, whatever it is, you can go to God and ask him for his resources. Jesus fell asleep in the boat on the Sea of Galilee. They were ministering so much, sometimes they didn't even have time to eat. His family thought he'd lost his mind because he's going out ministering, healing people, doing all this stuff, and not taking time to eat sometimes. And I thought, well, he's kind of gone off the deep end. But Jesus had such a heart for ministry that he continually gave, gave, gave of himself. And so physically, he was worn out. And he got in the boat, and he, he falls asleep in the boat. And this great storm comes. Uh, Megan, when she was little, she'd wake up very easily, and she hated storms. And so if there was a storm, it would wake her up. And she would wake us up. And, uh, but you know what I found? I can sleep through a storm. Arnie was talking to me the other day. and We had a big storm come during the night. And he said, uh, hey, did you hear that storm last night? I said, no. I said, I didn't hear a thing. I said, I was out. You know, I think Jesus might have to raise the dead sometimes in the morning when he comes to get me up. But... Uh, Jesus slept through this storm because of his weariness, and he was just exhausted. And, but the disciples wake him up. And what does Jesus do? He stands up and he says, peace be still. Instantaneously, the storm stops. Instantaneously, the waves die. Instantaneously, the wind stops. That's power. Though he was exhausted in his body, he lived in dependence upon God and the power of his Holy Spirit. So when the trial came, he could stand up and with a word control the wind and the waves. Now I know Jesus is God and he could do that on his own. He lived a life of dependence while he was here in this world. Uh, a life of living, walking by faith so that he could set an example for us and live the perfect life of trust in God that we were supposed to live and couldn't because of our sin. But Jesus, in divine resources, stands up and commands the wind and the waves, and they have to obey. That's the power that's available to us. Paul told his, his church at Ephesus, do you not know the power of God, the resurrection the power of the resurrection 
lives in you. Receive your resources. Sometimes you receive it through prayer. Always you receive them by faith. Trust in God. Um, when you go through times, take those, take those struggles to God. If it's an emotional struggle, if it's a physical struggle, if it's a spiritual struggle, it doesn't matter what it is. Take it to him in prayer. Ask God to give you a heart of faith to trust him for his resources. And he will give the resources to you. Anything that, especially uh, spiritually, that you need, you are promised those resources. Because if you ask according to his will, he'll give it to you. Now, there may be times where, like the Apostle Paul, God gives you uh, something in your life. He allows something in your life to keep you in trusting him. Uh, the thorn in the flesh, which some believe was, was eyesight issues for Paul. So others believe other things, but... Uh, some kind of probably a physical problem that he had, and he asked God three times to remove it, and God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In that case, he's not asking according to God's will. But God did give him the resources. Notice, God gave him the resources he needed. Sometimes God may not take away your problem. Sometimes God may not take away a struggle, but he will always give you the resources that you need to live for him and to do his will um, he has been so faithful uh, sometimes I've asked him Lord I'm not even sure what I need give me what I need and he supplies so when you have a troubled heart what should you do how do you how do you deal with it remain in your relationship remember your hope receive your resources and finally rest in your victory this is one of my favorite verses in scripture verse 33 I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Despite everything that's coming, in me you, you can have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I like the old, the old King James better. Take heart. <laughs> Take heart. I have overcome the world. Rest in your victory. Say, well, Jesus has overcome the world. How does that apply to me? Because the Bible says if you're a child of God, you're in Christ. His victory is your victory. Why should you be encouraged by the fact that Christ has overcome the world? Because he has done so, past tense. Did you know there's never a temptation Jesus didn't have the victory over? There was never a problem he couldn't solve. There was never a sickness he couldn't heal. There was never a natural situation in nature that he couldn't overcome. He speaks to the fig tree and it withers. I mean, Jesus had absolute power. There's nothing we can face. You got financial problems? Jesus told Peter, hey, we need to pay the tax. Go, go fishing. The fish that cut, first fish you catch will have a coin in its mouth. How's that for supply? There's just no, there's no area of life that you can't bring to Jesus. Rest in your victory. Recognize, you may not understand your circumstances. You may not understand why things are happening the way they are. Um, sometimes God may even allow certain difficulties in your life for a season of time. Uh, but ultimately, you can have victory in the middle of it. Uh, Paul said this, he says... Uh, we are cast down, but not destroyed. 
he said, uh, others are, are speaking evil of us, but, but we don't give up. Uh, all of these things going on in his life, he says, I've been shipwrecked, I've been beaten, I, I've been uh, left for dead from a stoning. And all of these things that have happened in my life, but I've found that no matter what the difficulty, what the need, that Christ is sufficient. And as I come to him for the needs of my life, his victory comes. Isn't it amazing that Paul, the weakness that he had and the struggles that he had, the difficulty that he had, he was probably the most influential missionary that has ever lived. He planted churches all over the Mediterranean world. Some of them, he stayed only two weeks. How'd you like to start a church for two weeks and see it continue? That's something supernatural right there. But God did an incredible work through his life. And we are reaping the benefits still today from the missionary work of, his, of, of the Apostle Paul. What did he do when he got in those situations? He rested in the victory. He said, we despaired even of life so that we could know that there is somebody who can raise us up. Jesus. Did you know that Jesus has conquered the grave? Think about that. It's familiar to us. We, sometimes we don't, there's familiarity. We don't really think about what we're saying. We don't think about what we're singing. Jesus has overcome the grave. What more challenging thing could there be than that? He has absolute victory. Absolute sovereignty. He's been exalted to the right hand of the Father. He intercedes for us. He's praying for us. He's coming back. Um, Someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Someday he's going to renovate this world. All of the issues with our planet will be solved in an instant as Jesus speaks the word and everything is changed. Rest in your victory. Jesus says, no one can pluck them out of my hand. Did you know you're in the hands of Jesus? If you're a child of God, you're in his hands. You can't pluck yourself out. No one else can pluck you out. Satan can't pluck you out. You're in the hands of Jesus. Rest in your victory. You and I, who put our trust in Jesus, we're sons and daughters, adopted sons and daughters of the Most High God. The battle has already been won. D-Day has come. We're going to have the day when Jesus comes back where it's all consummated. But uh, we are in the position of victory. Rest in that. Trust in that. Know that as you depend upon Christ, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. As you trust Christ, you will overcome. It is your heritage as a child of God. Amen. Strength for the troubled heart. How do you find strength when your heart is troubled? First of all, remain in your relationship. Secondly, remember your hope. Thirdly, receive your resources. And finally, rest in your victory. Yes, God can carry you through. If you don't know Jesus here today, I want you to know that God loves you. Uh, Jesus lived the perfect life that you couldn't live yourself. He died a death. 
at Calvary's cross as your substitute to take the penalty for your sin, uh, for every failure. And then he said, it is finished. It's paid in full. All that has needed to be done for all of our sin, past, present, future, is finished. Three days later, he rose from the dead and he says, listen, if you'll confess me as your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised me from the dead, you'll be saved. If you'd like to make that decision this morning, I'm just going to invite you to come here in a few moments when we begin to play some music and sing. Uh, Just step out of your seat, come down this aisle here to the front. Say, you know, I need a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want him to be there for me when I go through those troubling times uh, to carry me through. If you're a child of God, um, the invitation for you is to remain in that relationship. Maybe you need to come to a, uh, this altar and just tell God, Lord, I have, I've been unfaithful to church. God, I have, I've been unfaithful in my quiet time. God, I, I've not been seeking you with all my heart. I've not been hungering and thirsting for righteousness, but today I'm choosing uh, to do just that. I want to have regular daily time with you. I'm going to do it as a commitment. I'm going to feed my soul as a commitment, uh, whether I feel like it or not, because I know that I find my strength in you. Maybe you're here today and and you just need to uh, just remember your hope. Maybe you want to come to this altar and thank God for the hope that he's brought your life. Jesus. Uh, Whatever God's leading you to do this morning, I just want to ask you to respond as we begin to sing here in just a moment. Let's pray. Father, have your way in us and uh, help us to remember our hope, to remain in our relationship with you, to receive the resources in prayer that you want to give us, and to rest in the victory that you've you've purchased for us at Calvary. And uh, Father, I I thank you for each person here. Have your way in each heart. If there's somebody that doesn't know you today, God, I pray that you'll be.